Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Time now for the Six Rings postgame show. Breaking down everything Patriots. Now, here's Fitzy and Hart on WEEI. Third and final hour of the Six Rings postgame show heard live here across the WEEI Sports Radio Network. You can tune in on the Odyssey app, WEEI.com, 93.7 FM, or anywhere that great football talk can be found. If you miss any of the show, of course, you can subscribe to the Six Rings and Football Things feed, any of our show podcasts, or use the aforementioned Odyssey app as well. Andy and I have been parsing through the wreckage of tonight's game. Season is in the balance, folks. I don't think there's any more delicate a way to put it. That's not a hot take. The Patriots can either pick themselves up by the bootstraps from the mess that they've made, or, yeah, they can turn for the worse. And there's no better person to find out which way we think things are going to go or who believes that there's any hope for prosperity this season than from someone who experienced the highs and lows throughout his 13-year NFL career, including two Super Bowl championships with those Patriots, the co-host of the Midday Program here on WEEI. Joining us now on the Harbor One Hotline, here's my guy, Fauier, Christian Fourier. Dude, Christian, just shoot straight. <laughs> is this it? Is this, is, is this finally <laughs> it? Is this it? <laughs> yeah, I feel like there should be like a town crier with a big bell. Be like, hear ye, hear ye. By declaration of the Commonwealth of Massachusetts, we hereby declare the Patriots season. Dunsky. Like, that's what I'm looking for. I'm looking <laughs> for that. <laughs> oh my god guy uh, it's it's i mean like i don't i don't want it's over kid it's over go home you don't have to go you can't stay here it's over i mean it it shouldn't be but how do you look i know they've come back christian from worst defeats i know monday night 2014 i know lots of other 2010 they got their asses whipped by peyton hillis and the browns and then of course you know went on to have a an incredible season we can point to a number of times where they've played close to as bad. But where am I to find the hope for the spark or the turnaround? Where am I to place my faith in this team finding a way after averaging 13.5 points per game through the first four games in this gauntlet of a first month of the season? Oh, you got the, you got the Saints next week, right? That's, that's where your hope lies. That's where all your – so – you, I think, and, and that offense that they're running is horrible. That's putrid, also. So maybe it's like nine to six. Who the hell knows? Oh, but you know, you'll, you, I do think that you will like, you'll have a pulse. You'll have a pulse because you'll play against the Saints, and 
probably will win. I don't know what the line is, but I think they probably win, and they bounce back because they play against a really crappy team. They're not going to beat the good teams. That That's just pretty much, obviously, the, the good teams with a bunch of good players, forget about who's coaching, they are going to beat you. You hope that you could kind of manage the middle-tier teams. And that, and I've been on teams like that. We can never beat the good teams. Every now and then we lost to the crappy teams. But mostly we were, when they had 16 games, we were 8-8 eight and eight or 7-9 and nine, routinely. Because, uh, you know, contrary to what David Andrews tells you or what everybody else, all those other players are telling you, we're a good team, we're this. They're not. They're not a good team. So let's stop living in la-la land and, like, you know, call it what it is. You know, and, and which is fine. You know, I'm a little surprised at how embarrassingly bad it was tonight. But holy crap, I just don't. I see this being a, just this year being really challenging. Just, and I didn't think it would be this challenging. So, Christian, I I have no problem with David Andrews. Like, he's a member of the team. He's a captain. He has to try to rally the troops and keep the ship going and all of that. But us as outsiders, as observers who've been around here for a long time, seen a lot of teams and everything. Is it time to start having these big-picture conversations about Mac Jones and Bill Belichick? Are either of them um, – is the end is the end coming for both of them in New England? I think that is – you know, before the Patriots played the Jets and they were on the cusp of being 0-3, I thought if they were – if they lost to the Jets, I thought all of that was fair game. And it was – and it's not even hyperbole – I thought that's a fair discussion. I I feel like you have to have that discussion. 0 and three means something completely different than 0 and two. Now you're one and what? Now you're one and three. Yep. I mean, I I, I feel like it's fair because there is something going on that is just you know, and maybe it's just Mac is needs everything to be perfect. You know, like you sent out a tweet earlier in the game. Um, Andy, that I thought was really, really kind of like, like uh, observant, which led to the first pick six. Well, led to the pick six is like how I think you phrased it as like, you know, like uh, he almost threw a pick six to his right. And it was like, ah, you know, he doesn't have a strong enough arm to throw that pass off his back foot. Yep. So he, he couldn't do it. And then the very next time he's on the right hash, he throws it across the field. And he did a, he had a bunch of those. So yep. when I look at that, I'm like, Listen, dude, you should know your own limitations. Like, that's a bad throw for you. Yes. You can't make that throw. When are you going to learn your lesson? Like, how many times do you, do you have to touch the steaming hot pot that is on the stove to realize that you probably shouldn't do it again? It's going gonna, it's gonna to burn you. And, of course, it does. So I feel like he needs to, when he's, I'll use the whole, like, nerd out, like, when he's on, on schedule, and he's like, he's got his feet underneath him. You know, he can literally make, he's on point. But hell, mm-hmm. so is everybody. Like, right. how often <laughs> does that happen in the NFL right. where everything is perfect? Like, if you throw it 30 times, maybe 10 times? And that's me being generous. Mm-hmm. So those throws, like, they just, like, you got to figure something else out. Like, if you can't make the throw, instead of trying to be the hero, just throw the damn thing in the dirt. I Just throw it in the dirt. Like, so, everyone Christian, would be happier. October 1st, I didn't mean to cut you off, but October 1st, 2023, is it safe to say the Patriots need to be in the market for a quarterback? Well, I would say, um, yeah, 
if, if anything else other than to force him to play better, scare him, I don't think he's worried. He was never worried about Cam. He had nothing to lose. He was never worried about whoever Hoyer. Uh, I don't even think he was worried about Zappy that first year. I think he was just irritated. Zappy's not a threat to him. They don't want to play Zappy. Like you, if you're going to bring somebody in, you need you need to bring somebody in who is going to like who wants to be a starting quarterback. Like you know who is who they're not going to cut and then oh, okay and know that you know no one else is going to take this guy like that is Zappy. But I don't know Andy if they can do that in October. I don't know who you're going to get that late. I feel like you're stuck with them. You are okay. stuck with him. I yeah. just mean he, he is on his way out the door. I have made that decision. I have been slow to join the party. I know a lot of people wanted to dance on gra- his grave two years ago, last year, whenever it was. I wanted to give him a shot this year, but he's an error repeater. He doesn't know his own limitations. He's trying to do too much. He doesn't have the arm. There is just so many black marks against him, in my opinion, that it's now become obvious to me he is not a guy you're picking up his fifth-year option. He's not a guy you're looking to extend. You are in the market for your next quarterback right now. Yeah, you know, I'm going to hold on a little bit longer, personally. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, that's probably, listen, I'll probably end up losing all my money. But I, I am like <laughs> a loyalist. Like, I am loyal to a fault. Mm-hmm. Um, and I do think, I just don't understand why he just crumbled. I don't understand why... He chose He's trying 15. to do too much, Christian. He's trying Boy, to do so too much. Fitzy, yep. do you give the Dallas Cowboys and Dan Quinn any credit, oh, yeah. and or like you know for uh, or responsibility for forcing him to make throws? Like they're 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 talented on the back end. They're fast. They're quick. You don't have a lot of weapons. Uh, your offensive line is the, like the fourth different combination in the what the fourth week. So those guys are horrible, but yep. I wouldn't. I wouldn't even put the blame on them. I wouldn't put the blame on them. This is all on him. This yep. is all one hundred percent on him. It's his fault. Wait, you Christian? And do you really think? Sorry to sorry to jump in, but like you see, I think this is an indictment of everybody. This is bad coaching. This is having tape out there that Dallas was able to pick apart and then tell you post game like, yeah, we sat and watched their tapes and we knew they were going to be we could squat on these routes because they have a horizontal offense. There's no vertical threat. It's an indictment of the wide receivers, the offensive line, four different weeks, four different sets of starters. Mac Jones, there is no platform to him be, for him to even be off of in the first place. Trying to do too much, like yeah. everybody, like literally everybody crapped the bed and now we're all just rolling around in it. Okay, so. All fine. I think I think it's all on the table, man. But I will add this: the first um, uh, fumble, forced fumble, recovered for a touchdown. He was scrambling. He's getting ready to throw the ball. The guy makes a good play. The ball makes a touchdown. Okay, I would say, listen, that's just that's just awareness. I, maybe he wishes he had eyes in the back of his head. So I go, all right, chalk that one up as just bad timing and good play by the defense. The second one was all his fault. He shouldn't have thrown it. Shouldn't have thrown it. And that, like, in the league, like, if you, and Bill says this all the time, and it's true, if you just just don't give away possessions is what they did, and if you don't give them 14 un- uh, non-offensive touchdowns, which is what they did, I just, like, I don't care how good you are. You're not going to win. And everything has to be perfect for them. They need to grind out wins. They need to play smart. That None of those are qualities that they possess. None of them. 
they're stupid. Fitzy, we did a show like two years ago. We were having the same conversation. It was the whole, why do people keep saying that these are uncharacteristic mistakes? Do you, I, do you remember that? Like, I, sh- I sure is, do. I this sure is who do. they are. And here we are two years ago still saying the same old thing. Oh, this isn't like them. This is so very much like them. So I don't know how it ends. I don't know. I, I know this. This week is going to suck. Like, uh. it. Oh, my God. For the players. Like, for us, it'll probably be kind of crazy, you know, all the calls. But it's going to suck for them because I don't know what you say to them. Yeah. So, and Andy, that was my I, next question, Christian, okay. is how does Bill write this ship? I mean, they broke out these sweatshirts last week that no one's oh coming. It's just burn us. Oh, burn burn them. That's burn what him. I said. Burn them in the middle of the practice field because those are the worst sweatshirts ever yeah. from Joe Judge. Um, yeah. But what does Bill do yeah. to write this ship? I've... Christian, you know I've been covering this team since 2000. I have never thought I'd see the day, but the day is here where somebody asked Dietrich Wise about Bill Belichick's job security at a post-game press conference in October. Like, I this, know this the is a new world. Were on point today. Yeah, I love the press the press conference. Was great. The, the so, great. It was. It was awesome. I, lo- I was loving it. All right. So, what do you say? Well, it is such a cliche. And cliches are cliches because they're true. Mm-hmm. You really don't have any other recourse other than literally sucking it up, getting your ass into work, and just work. Like, I mean, I, I, I've been on so many crappy teams, like so many crappy teams before I came to New England. Um, and I remember just laying in bed, honest to God, like the alarm would go off for like, for like Monday film. Or like, and then Wednesday for a new week, and I just like I hated going to work. It was miserable. The coaches were miserable. You were just, and and then every time you reset, every time you said, okay, okay, new week, and that's the deal with football. New week on Wednesday. All right, we're not talking about last week. You would you would end the week the same way you started it, with discouragement, like low self esteem. You're completely, you're just, you have no faith in anything that you can do. And you don't believe in anybody. You don't believe in the coaches. And, you know, you can fake it all you want. But, and this is what's catching up to them. So, what's the best thing for them? New Orleans. Swamp Buster. I, 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 I guess so. But, you know, Christian, I'll, we, we got to catch a break trend and all that jazz. And I know you got to go. But, you know, if we're talking about potentially Christian Gonzalez missing time, uh, Marcus Jones is still out. The secondary is a mess. Who knows what the state of the offensive line could be? And now your unofficial team leader, unofficial assistant general manager, energy guy, best player on the team, Matthew Judon, could be facing a season-ending injury. How do you rally the troops in the face of that? Oh, you fake it. I mean, honest <laughs> to God, half, half the time in the NFL, it's, it, and this is like, I, I'm just telling you how I feel about it. It's, it's F.E., Call it fake enthusiasm. You just got to fake it. You just have to, you know, uh, you know, you're a little bit, you're a tad bit delusional. This is all. I put all these in the losers playbook that I kind of, you know, expressed like a couple weeks ago. It's a real thing. Like these are the things that you need to do when you become a losing team. And they've never had this playbook. And since they're now they're one and three, they're going to take the same playbook that I gave them two weeks ago, and they're just going to start at chapter one. And then until you're done, and then and then hope you can work your way out of it. Uh well, thanks for the call, Christian. Uh, I'm, yeah. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna. Uh, 
Yeah, great. I feel terrific. Hey, you guys, you guys, both you guys are really entertaining on Twitter. Today. I'm telling you what, I've never had much so much fun like watching Twitter than I did the last like hour and a half. It was, it was, it was great. It was great. It's our pleasure, my man. And you uh, always add a little color, character, some history uh, and perspective to our show when you call in, my guy. Thanks. We'll be tuning into you tomorrow. I'm sure everyone you have on is going to be super chipper. So happy Patriots Monday to you. All right, boys. See ya. Yeah. Christian Fourier from Grecian Foyer here, our midday program on WEI. Do not miss Patriots Monday tomorrow. It should be a peach. 617-779-7937 is your number. Everyone that's hanging on, hold tight. We'll also play that call that came in yesterday that, shamefully, we mocked uh, to a degree we probably shouldn't have. I uh, still mock it. We probably still should, but at the same time, was it really that bad? Maybe we'll come back with that when we get a chance. We'll have our thumbs up and thumbs down from the game, the player of the game, whoever the hell that was. I think I'm probably going to give whoa, it to whoa, whatever whoa. referee. Player of the game. We have to give it. It's the only sponsored segment in the show. I'm going to probably get spoiler alert. I'm probably going to give it to. Does it have to be a Patriot? Is that in the contract? Uh, no, it's not. And actually, I, I'm going to change it today. Editorial decision. I'm going to change it to person of the game, and I'm going to give it to the referee that blew the final whistle. So there you go. They should have gone running clock for the final fourth quarter. That was interminable. Keep taking knees. Like a high school game when it's a blowout. Just running clock, running clock. What a day. What a time. In the interim, let's catch up on the rest of the scores around the league and other Patriots news we may have missed with our producer trending now, Joe Braverman. Your home of the Sox. Now, here's what's trending on WEEI. Don't worry, Andy. We'll make things chipper here, and we'll start with the Patriots who looked ugly in Dallas as they... Lose to the Cowboys 38-3. It's the worst deficit loss under Bill Belichick. The Dallas defense had two defensive scores, a fumble recovery, and a pick six. Mac Jones was benched in the third quarter for Bailey Zappi. He went 12-21 of for 150 yards and two picks. Some big injuries as well. Christian Gonzalez left in the first quarter with a shoulder injury, and Matthew Judon left in the fourth with which what is being described as a biceps injury. Up next for the Pats at 1-3, and three, they will head home to Gillette Stadium to take on the New Orleans Saints. Elsewhere in the NFL for Week 5, the Bills with a rout of the Miami Dolphins at home, 48-20. to 20. The reigning NFC champion Philadelphia Eagles remain unbeaten after surviving overtime with the Washington Commanders, 34-31. And the Broncos came back from down 28-7 to beat the Bears, 31-28. There is some good news in Boston. We'll start with the Celtics. They make headlines as they acquire Drew Holiday from the Portland Trailblazers for Malcolm Brogdon, Robert Williams, and two future first-round picks. The all-star guard was acquired from Portland uh, via Milwaukee as part of the Damian Lillard trade. The the Celtics are also signing center Wenyan Gabriel to a training camp deal. Some other good news is the Red Sox. They ended their season on a high note with a 6-1 victory over the AL East champion Baltimore Orioles. Tanner Houck pitched well in his final start of the year, going six innings, only allowing one hit, three walks, and six strikeouts. Now to the bad as the Sox finish in last place in the division with the same record as last year at 78-84. And And speaking of the Sox, some sad news as former pitcher Tim Wakefield passed away this morning after battling brain cancer. Wakefield was one of the best knuckleball pitchers in the game and was part of both the 2004 and 2007 World Series Red Sox teams. Wakefield was 57 years old. I'm Joe Braverman, and that's what's trending on WBEI and WBEI.com. The Six Rings postgame show continues right after this.
Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. I think that Mac needs to be, um, you know, put on the bench a little bit and let another guy go out there. And uh, Malik Cunningham, I think right now would be a good answer. He runs it. He can throw it. And it will also get Mac to understand that he ain't just going to come in here and be able to do whatever he wants to do. He needs to get back on course. And I think the way to put him back on course is to let him see another guy out there, tear it up, and know that, hey, if you don't get your stuff together, we're going to put this kid out there, and he's going to be our quarterback. Because I think we need to do something here. We're almost at 0-3. Almost. If it wasn't that guy who didn't catch it in the back of the end zone, we would be 0-3. We need to get on point. That was regular caller to the station, friend of six rings, Wayne from South Boston, who called yesterday and offered that idea of Malik Cunningham playing and Mac Jones taking a seat because something wasn't right and... We kind of just dismissed it. We said it was ridiculous. Still think it is kind of ridiculous. But in, in hindsight right now, Andy, it doesn't look nearly as outrageous as it did yesterday. Uh, for me, it still does. Because well, you, you want to see something that was worse than what Mac Jones did today? I think if Malik Cunningham had to play, it might go. Uh, well, what if, what if Andy, what if Wayne said we need to put in Bailey Zappi instead of Malik Cunningham? I think it would have been really, really bad. I don't know if it would have been exactly the same form of bad with a fumble and a pick six and all that, but I, you may not like to hear this, and it certainly doesn't feel good to hear after the second quarter today. Mac Jones is the best quarterback on the Patriots. Actually, Will Greer coming up on the outside. Down yep. the stretch he comes. And uh, Will here Greer comes Greer entering the game for the Patriots. When he learns the game plan and has an idea, you might be uh, able to sell me on the idea that Will Greer should get some reps. But right now, until Greer is up to speed, Mac Jones is the best quarterback on the Patriots. It is what it yeah. is. Yeah. I, Sorry. Look, I agree as well. I just, I just kind of wanted to share that yesterday because I, part of me can't help but wonder and just ask aloud, how much worse could it have been had Mac Jones taken a seat today and you'd seen Malik Cunningham? Like, we, Did you really need to see? Did you want to see? Bailey Zappi step in in the third quarter. I would have either just ridden the game out with Mac and let him take the lumps or put in someone I hadn't seen before. What else were you going to get from Zappi? Turns out the answer was not much. Yeah, I, I think I would have left Mac in. Uh, I 
what was the point was Bill's comment. Like there was no point in leaving him out there. He, he repeated it three or four times. Um, he's a young quarterback who's trying to find his way. So you dug this hole. You dig the F out of it. Like, I, I don't know. I just, at this point, I think I would have just left him in there because I don't think there's any point, the flip side of that, to putting Bailey Zappi in. What was the point of putting Bailey Zappi in? Also, by the way, we've we've skated past this as we've talked around this topic in big picture. The fact that he was then asked about, well, did you consider the same options for Matthew Judon and others? And he said, well, you you got to play somebody. Yeah, you got to play somebody. You don't have to play the most important player on the team, Matthew Judon. And that cost you. And I'm not one who's big on this criticism. It's just the tone he took annoyed me. I actually think guys get hurt. Football players play football. They get hurt. It happens. But don't tell me you couldn't have played somebody else other than Matthew Judon out there. You decided not to play your quarterback. You could have decided not to play, uh, play you your could best have player. You could have pulled your best player, exactly. And per Adam Schefter from 35 minutes ago, Patriots standout pass rusher Matthew Judon suffered a lower bicep tendon tear during today's yeah. loss in Dallas per source. How much time he will be sidelined for is still being evaluated. So we don't know right now, but season-ending IR could very well Absolutely. be on the table. Uh, he's going to have somebody... surgery, I would think. I mean, the MRI oh, will show just the degree of the tear and that all of that, but uh, sounds like he's going down the road of surgery and reconstruction and see you next year. Well, here's somebody who would like to offer a more positive note. Calling Ooh. down from the South Coast, uh, Andy Hart's home country. Here's Jesse in New Bedford. Hello, Jesse. Jesse. Hey, how you doing, guys? Terrible. Uh, you know, uh, you know. Don't get me wrong. Mac didn't play good, but you know, to me personally, just too much. No, you guys, but just too much media nowadays. Because you got the you got the jackrabbits on Twitter. You know, you got podcasts. You got twenty four hour sports. So you always need something to talk about, and everything gets blown up. Mac Jones played a bad game, and I hate to break it to everybody. But any quarterback you put out there, if the offensive team, first of all, Mar- uh, Myers, his best third down got taken from him. And it's for a broken down juju. <laughs> okay? Who's Second saying Burrow all, in the background? Okay, Burrow. You, you, yeah, Burrow. Go, Burrow. That's, my son's, that's my son saying everybody's on the Burrow train. But he's got all the weapons in the world. How are you looking? Oh, wait a minute. I, I'm going to answer for you guys. He's hurt. He's hurt. He's hurt. But yet nobody gave that excuse to Mac Jones coming off a high ankle sprain last year. All I'm saying is any any quarterback back when that defense knows you go you can't run the ball you can't protect the quarterback you have no deep threats and you got timid to to very timid coaching third and one you run that ball twice you get you can't get one yard on two running two running plays then you don't deserve to be on that field and we probably would have scored there that started the whole snowball Mac Jones played horrible but I can remember games when Brady did I know I know he's the greatest of all time. But Mahomes just threw a crazy bad pick. He's got Travis Kelsey. All I'm saying is, let's give this guy some weapons and some time to throw before we can judge on this guy. I'm just sick of the hyperbolic. It's one game. Talk to me at the end of the year. Well, I, I talked to you I, after week one. I talked to you after week two. Mm-hmm. After week one, he th- he made the mistake that dug the hole. Then he couldn't dig it out when the defense got him the ball twice. Week two, couldn't get the put the t- game away. Week three, was he impressive? I don't think so. Week four, he gave the game away. How many chances do you want to get before you say, he's not playing good football, this make-or-break year is not working out? And I would also argue, I agree with some of the circumstantial issues with the team and the weapons and the offensive and all of that, but I thought his superpower was his brain. And correct me if I'm wrong, that in the NFL, a part of the quarterback position on every effing snap is a risk assessment. 
Can I throw this? Should I throw this away? Do I take a sack? Do I run? It's always a fast-paced, instantaneous risk assessment. I think his risk assessment, which is part of his superpower brain, has been horrific. Horrific. And this game was a master class in the horror. Again, what Christian was talking about, throwing off the back foot, throwing late, throwing across the field. Charlie Weiss used to say no one ever lost by punting, and that is true. You know how you do lose? You lose by throwing the ball to the other team on their way to the end zone. Yeah, it's a real easy way. Or, you know how else you lose? You fumble the ball right outside of your end zone when you don't protect the ball, something Demario Douglas did in week two and was benched for. Sure, he's a rookie, and yeah, you have other wide receiver or pass-catching slash weapon options, whereas at quarterback, you obviously only have three that you dress for the game, and the other two don't give you much more, if damn near a little more chance to win the game. But how is that not benchable? If we're just playing by the Belichick rules, Andy, then why doesn't he? Then why doesn't Mac get benched then? Uh, because Bill's rules are always fluid. And uh, I think there was any point leaving him in the game. But Judon needs to get his ass out there. <laughs> yeah, but he should. He should. St- <laughs> when we're down thirty-five, let's have our best player on the field still rushing the passer, going one hundred and twenty percent. You know, don't give, you know, there is no Ronnie Perkins to put in the game at this point. Don't give somebody else a chance to get out there and make some plays. Don't let anybody else maybe see if they can build some confidence or show you a spark or prove that they deserve some more playing time. It's just, it's, it's, it's it's a mess. So is our clock tonight because we're all over the place with the press conferences earlier. We got to throw to a quick break. When we come back, thumbs up, thumbs down. After that, player of the game, a too early look. At the Saints game next Sunday, Patriots one and a half point favorites. Then we will put a bow on this absolute turd salad. It's Fitzy and Hart bringing you the Six Rings post game show on WEEI. I mean, the, the plan is to start. Continue to start Mac going forward. Yeah, I didn't think there was any point in leaving him out there, so I took him out. <laughs> well, all right then. Thanks, Bill. Patriots coach Bill Belichick after the game in response to why he made the decision that he did when he did to remove Mac Jones as quarterback and put in Bailey Zappi. Oh, it was not a very zappy hour indeed when he took to the field. Of course, you guys know the final score by now. 38-3. to Patriots fall to 1-3 and on the season. Their opening gauntlet of two tough games at home and two tough games on the road. Dropping them to 1-3 and as they make their way Back home for the second quarter of the season next week. One and a half point early favorites against the New Orleans Saints, who still regular today against Baker Mayfield. Baker Mayfield and the spry, very competitive Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Andy, but before we take a quick look at next week's game, let's give you your chance, like you do each and every week at WEEI.com after the game, to share your thumbs up and thumbs down. Who got it done and who should be on the run for this week's New England Patriots <clears throat> effort against the Dallas Cowboys? So uh, uh, listeners may be surprised. I do actually have two people listed in the thumbs-up category. I know you used oh. to think it was oh. three up, three down. Well, we couldn't have made three up, three down tonight. If we're glad we didn't I call don't, it that. I would have a hard time myself as well, yes. So the first is uh, Hunter Henry. Um, he led the team in targets, catches. Mm-hmm. There was only four catches for 51 yards, which he led the team in. But I... of even all year long, doesn't it just feel like throws to Hunter Henry are the only things that seem to always look fine, right, like productive? They're not all complete, but it's like 
hey, there's a professional quarterback throwing to a professional pass catcher, and they look like they're on the same page, and they have a little cohesion. And so that was the story again tonight. The first throw of the game that jump-started that early drive to the field goal was a 14-yard completion to Henry. As I said, four catches, 51 yards in a game like this. That gets you on the thumbs-up category. Um, That'll do. And sometimes, listen, sometimes that's what it takes. Like, we have to adjust our standards. We have to grade this on a curve, I hate to say it at times. And yep. There we are. Yep. Got to be nice. Uh, and then uh, your rookie punter, Bryce Beringer. He, uh, had f- he had five punts for a 45-yard average, one inside the 20. Um, I was hoping to actually include Chad Ryland in this, but he missed a kick late, so he got removed. So it's just Bryce Beringer for basically doing his job. But on a night like this, if you just bare minimum do your job, you get on the thumbs-up list. So Bryce Beringer. Okay. okay, Hunter Bryce yeah. Beringer and Hunter Henry. Wow, and those I think Beringer I, has the most thumbs up of the year so far. Wow, that'll he say may. a lot. He may actually, and, and at the same time, but he's the only special teamer probably that gets it. Although Chad Ryland did his job scoring the only points for the Patriots today when it was a twenty-four yard field goal. Oops, false start, yep. or rather, excuse me, too much time taken by the offense, and so they moved back and he nailed the twenty-nine yarder. Oh, what a highlight! That was as well. All right, so there's your two big thumbs up on the day. How about the thumbs down, Andy? These are thumbs down or middle fingers up, however you want to look at it. <laughs> thumbs to. double down. Or crotch uh, chops or Jones. moons or whatever you want to say. <laughs> Mac Jones leads it off. Mac Jones got the headline. Mac Jones got the photo, if you go to weei.com, of him, the forced fumble basically falling on his face on the turf in Dallas. It was a visualization of the performance and symbolic. Um, he sucked. He, I thought he melted down in that second quarter against the Cowboys. I thought he could have had more turnovers. There were two or three more interceptable balls. There was one that would have been another pick six had the guy caught it. Um, 39 rating, two interceptions, a fumble. Two of them led to scores. Gets, gets pulled for Bailey Zappi. Just all the way around, this was a horrific performance by the guy who's supposed to be your franchise quarterback. And we talked enough about it over the previous two hours. Uh, I no longer believe he is your franchise quarterback, your present, or your future. It's You're in the market for a QB. Mike Onwenu contributed. A uh, couple false start penalties, a hold that wiped out one of the rare runs from Ramondre Stevenson. It was a 12-yard pickup. Um, they're not good enough to be playing behind the sticks, to be losing yards, and that was bad. Vidarian Lowe, who was responsible for the Dante Fowler rush that led to the uh, fumble, that led to the touchdown by Leighton Vander Esch. Uh, Vidarian Lowe, we were like, oh, maybe he's the right tackle and everything's solidified. Uh, not so fast, my friend, as uh, Lee Corso would say. Uh, the running game sucked. <laughs> How did the Arizona Cardinals run for seven yards a carry and 222 yards and you get 2.3 yards per carry with Stevenson getting 30 yards on 14 carries? You can't get a few yards on the ground? I mean, what are we doing here? And then last but certainly not least, uh, the cornerback health in light of the Christian Gonzalez situation. Ooh. Although, with the updated information, I would sort of roll the Matthew Judon injury into here as well, as well and say... The one thing you've been good at or pretty good at most of the year is defense, and you lost your best defensive players in this game. We'll see what the Gonzalez situation was, but he missed everything after the first quarter. Judon goes down late because somebody has to play, Bill Belichick said. Well, you won't have to worry about that. Somebody being Judon, it looks like, for uh, at least the foreseeable future, and who knows, maybe the rest of the year. They are they're in trouble health-wise at corner, and give Dak Prescott and Mike McCarthy credit. The second 
that Gonzalez goes out. Mm-hmm. They go to C.D. Lamb against Miles Bryant. I don't know how the Patriots don't have more help over there, knowing that a good coach or even a, an average coach like McCarthy is going to do that. But 20-yard touchdown right out the gates. Um, they didn't really need to do much more. Uh, Sean Wade played. They, they're at the bottom of the barrel right now, I, I think, and hope they're going to get back Jack Jones this week. He replied on Twitter he'll mm-hmm. be back ASAP, so he's eligible, so maybe he'll be back this week. But if you get Jack Jones back and you lose Gonzalez for any period of time, that is a massive net loss for this football team. So um, that's a lot of thumbs down. No, uh, no And there could be I, more, by the way. I was going to say I there could, could be go. more, but the show, I mean, we, we, yeah. we have to cut off. You want me to go special broad- teams coaches? Oh, no, we got to cut off the broadcast. How about special know, teams coaches? A, oh, let's do a victory lap because uh, they drew up that, that, that field goal block. Well, now they're trying to block a field goal. The other team's mocking them and faking it and going for a, a rare, rare uh, fake on the PAT to get the two point conversion because they were all passed to up a lineman. Andy, oh just God. say how many people among the fifty three man roster made the thumbs up, and that will be good. Just two: Bryce Beringer, everyone Hunter else thumbs fifty one nope. people got thumbs down, and and include the coaches. No coaches deserve a spot on this. None. Okay, of that's about sixty three or so. Yeah, yes. you're all on the down list too. You all stink too. Nope. Bad night. Bad. Bury it in Dallas. Leave it all in Dallas. Don't bring it back with you to New England. And then when you get back to New England, burn the damn sweatshirts. Oh, my God, yes, please. 617-779-7937, there's your number. When we come back, we will wrap this puppy up. We'll give you the Cars for Kids player of the game. <laughs> Take a quick peek. I, I, someone's got to win it. It's a sponsored big guy. Uh, <laughs> we'll take a quick peek at next week's game. We'll wrap things up, tease out what's coming up ahead this week on WEEI. Patriots lose. Tough one there, folks. Uh, hopefully this is the bottom. Hopefully they are touching the bottom. Hopefully this is the depth, the nadir of the season, and they can turn around. Can they? We'll see. We'll try to talk it up when we come back in just a couple minutes and wrap up the Six Rings postgame show here on WEEI. For more conversation, insight, perspective, analysis, and beyond, don't forget to tune in to Patriots Monday tomorrow. From 6A to 6P on the Greg Hill Show, a very chipper, upbeat, and ebullient Bill Belichick will be joining the program sometime, likely in the first half of the morning. Perhaps it'll even merit a rare content replay. He'll have a couple players join the midday program as well tomorrow, likely Lawrence Guy, perhaps Dietrich Wise or others. And then, of course, in the afternoon, Mac Jones will join Jones and Mego with Arcand. I believe also Matthew Slater, who shouldn't be too happy with what he saw out there today as well. Andy, there's also a little video traveling. Uh, I saw it on the Dan and Ninko feed. A serious stink eye being thrown from Bill O'Brien when Mac Jones was smiling on the sideline talking to Bailey Zappi. The Patriots were down 31-3. to I think there's going to be a big sea change this week emotionally for the Patriots in a lot of different ways. And that doesn't have anything to do with Mac Jones as a starting quarterback next week, just... There's going to be a little come to the big J dog this week, if you know what I'm talking about, in Foxborough. Time now for the Cars for Kids player of the game, brought to you by Cars for Kids. If you donate your car today, it can be picked up as soon as tomorrow. Go to Cars for Kids, that's Cars with a K, or call 1-877-CARS-FOR-KIDS. Andy, you got anyone? Uh, no. Me neither. All right. Cars for Kids. We're your players of the game because we did a great job leading the post-game show and, and being being there, there for Patriots go. fans tonight on a tough Yes. Game. There you go. That's the, that's the way to do it, old dog. There you go, sport. Uh, final thoughts, Andy. We are wrapping things up before we throw it to Sunday Night Football, which is currently at halftime. Chiefs up 20-12. to 12. Two picks tonight for Mahomes in front of Tay-Tay in the box. Excuse me? Uh, yeah, I think this is going to be the most tumultuous week of the last 20 years. 
for Patriot Nation. I think this is a this is a week that could tear apart Patriot Nation and the Patriots themselves if it's not handled properly. I don't disagree with that whatsoever. Just know that we'll be here for you all week long with the Six Rings and Football Things podcast. Back at you next Sunday after Saints at Patriots. We love you. We always wish for better. We tried to make the most of what we had tonight. Good job, Andy. Good job, Joe Braverman. And good job by you guys, the good people of Patriots Nation and the listenership of Boston Sports Original WEEI. For Jumbo, for Braverman, for everyone at EI, this is your old pal Nick Fitzy Stevens signing off until next time. Patriots lose 38-3. to The nation is in balance. Where does it go? We'll find out starting tomorrow. See ya. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.